0: Maria Bravo tells us her story from being a Hollywood actress to a philanthropist. How her friendship with Desperate Housewives actress Eva Longoria has led them to raise money for so many charitable causes. And now, in her 50s, she's embarked on a new career in the metaverse. This is an episode that packs a punch and you will learn so much from a truly, truly wonderful, kind and intelligent woman. Welcome to another episode of the Anything Is Possible podcast. It is the day after the night before, where we attended the Global Gift Gala at the Georges Saint Hotel in Paris, for the Global Gift Foundation. And this event was organized by the founder of the Go- Global Gift Foundation, Maria Bravo. Uh, the event was amazing and it, uh, Maria hosted it alongside as well Eva Longoria, the famous actress who is whose charity, the Eva Longoria Foundation, benefited from the event last night. Maria, welcome to the podcast. Thank
1: you so much for having me here.
0: Well, thank you. We're so honored to have you. Um, we're going to talk about your philanthropic journey We're going to talk about events, Web3, the Metaverse. But first of all, our listeners always love a little bit of juicy gossip. So prior to all this work, um, you were an actress in Hollywood. Is that right?
1: I was. I was. uh, I, I feel like I live four different lives.
0: Wow. Truly. Which is what we talk about a lot with Anything Is Possible, that you can have a number of lives within your life. And how exciting is that? Oh, my God, yes. So, and, you know, at any age. And so tell us about Hollywood. Like, were you in movies, series?
1: Yeah, I was in a, in a TV show. It, it was called, well, it's still running. It's yeah. called The Ball and the Beautiful.
0: Oh yes, yeah, I've heard it's been of it.
1: running for like thirty five years, yeah. something like that yeah. crazy or fifty years. Um I was in a few movies yeah. and that's how I met Eva. Yeah. We were um in a movie together right. like twenty five years ago.
0: And you struck <laughs> up a friendship from that.
1: Yeah, the movie was horrible. But <laughs> <laughs> the friendship really stayed and We became best friends,
0: and also you dated Bruce Willis. We were just chatting about before for three years. Yeah,
1: Bruce, uh, it was, it was amazing to date him.
0: So you had this obviously life as an actress, and um, then how did your philanthropic journey start? Um, I believe at one point you were volunteering in hospitals with Eva so how did that interest in helping other people where did it come from
1: well it came from from my mom okay definitely I, I came from a very humble beginnings and yeah. I remember my mom in the street that, that we live in uh, the neighbor it was an older um, lady maybe 90 years old and she didn't have any family so yeah. every day my mom will Company her to come to our house and eat with us. And the, oh. in, in the street, in another house, there was this gentleman who was a single man, maybe 50. Yeah. And he would come and eat every day with us. Like we had 10 people eating with us. And my mom, we didn't have money. You know, she yeah. just put more water to the soup and had everybody coming. And, and that is where I learned about compassion. Yeah. And it's about really giving the helping hand to anybody they need. It doesn't need to be money. It can be a smile to somebody who in the street is walking and you you can sense that that person is invisible, you know, or feels that way. So just to give a smile and say, I acknowledge in you, I see you. um, That is philanthropy to me.
0: So you, that was kind of how you were brought up and I think I've heard Eva say the same that because she had a sister um, that was ill that yeah. just volunteering was part of their language. That was what yeah. they did. So how did you, you know, so you, you, you saw your mum do that then how did you kind of start your own journey on it really?
1: Yeah, for me it was um, when I was in United States and the, uh, I, I worked with Padres Contra el Cancer. It was an organisation these parents, the Latino families, yeah. they had children with cancer and they didn't speak the language. Oh. They would go to the hospital, the doctor would say, Your child has cancer, and couldn't translate, oh. couldn't get a feed back from the doctors because they didn't speak. So Eva and I would just translate for them and said, These are your options, these are, you know, and just to, to be there for them and yeah. be their voice, their. Questions, their answers.
0: Uh, how many days would that be? Was it a weekly thing? Or it was a
1: weekly thing. I remember the first time it was very hard because, you know, uh, as children with cancer, yeah. and it shouldn't be in the same centre. center, yeah. center. Um, And just seeing these parents suffering so much and some of these children didn't make it. Um, it was really hard for me yeah. in the beginning. I start. Just being one day a week. Yeah. And then as I understood that I had to be there, simple, yeah. no, just a, a, a shoulder to yeah. cry on, an ear um, for somebody to listen to what they're paying and they're suffering. And and then I did it like two, three times a week. And then I will stop for a little bit just yeah. to recap from yeah. Yeah,
0: because it's hard to take all that on, isn't it? If you you know you're hearing yeah. the, how distraught they are. Yeah, um, and so you did that, and then um, you um, met your husband. Yeah. I believe it was love at first sight. Yeah. So when was this? What kind of age? The, you then? This was
1: in Spain, actually, yeah. before I went to United States. So yeah. I was, uh, as I said, flamenco dancer, and yeah. I was doing a show, and he was in the first row, <laughs> and he had beautiful green eyes, very. Um, bronze skin, yeah. so handsome. I thought like, oh my God, that gentleman is so handsome. So we finished the show. I'm in the green room and and I look back and I see him there. Like who is that guy? Why is he and he was a friend of one of the dancers. Yeah. And he came, it was love for him and for me. Um, yeah. I had a boyfriend at that time. The yeah. next day I didn't.
0: <laughs> he was out, I was out of the window. He was out of the window, like, <"Up."
1: laughs> you are the love of my life. I'm going to marry you. I'm going to spend the rest of my life oh. with you. We moved to Los Angeles. Uh, he was an investment banker. Oh. And I finished my studies there. Um, and we were working and having a family yes. um, in our mind, you yeah. know, to create a family and and yeah, and one day he is die out of you know you, you're talking to him, and the next day he's not there anymore and and you realize, uh, don't leave for tomorrow, yeah. really what you wanna do, you wanna have a family have it now, don't yeah. wait until the perfect time, yeah, for yeah. it, so yeah it was it was. My whole life, as I knew it, yeah, crumble you oh. know and uh, and then i stopped I was a stockbroker at yeah. that time, um, and I stopped working i I just needed to collect myself and and make sense what are we doing here yeah. w- w- where are we going what is then what is what happened? Yeah. This man, bigger than life, amazing personality, so intelligence. Um knew seven languages, which you know it's yeah. like he was a brilliant, brilliant mind, and then he's gone a hundred percent of all his essence, it was gone and and then you start thinking why yeah why, why him? you know he was so young, why me why why all this have to happen yeah. and and, and, and everything changes for me at that yeah. point. You know, even though I was doing charity work because I wanted to help and yeah. I had compassion for people, but my whole life as I knew it just changed. And since that day, I don't leave anything that I want to do for tomorrow.
0: Right.
1: I do it, everything that I want to do today. Make sure that I leave it, my presence. Yeah. And, I'm present in my life. Yeah. I don't wait until I'm skinny enough or I'm rich enough or I have... Hot. I don't wait for anything. I'm enjoying this moment with you right now. Wow. Um, and and for me, it was a before and after yeah. in my life.
0: Is that, and is that where you'd probably say one of these other lives? You had that life with him and yeah. then started again. Yeah. So I, I read that you... At that point, when you'd collected yourself, and I'm sure I'm going to talk to you about grief later, but um, you decided you wanted to f- refocus, and the three kind of lo- loves of your life—in terms of entertainment, charity work, and finance—you yeah. wanted to bring them together. And was that the start of the Global Gift Foundation?
1: Yeah, that's actually—it wasn't even called the Global Gift Foundation. Right. It was we we just Eva and um, another f- friend of us, Alina Peralta, was. Um, we just came together, said we wanna do more. Eva yeah. started getting very Famous, yeah, uh, with Desperate Housewives, yeah. <laughs> so yeah. So I say, Okay, let's use your voice, yeah, you know, to really make a true impact. Yeah, all these clients that I had in the financial industry, yeah. and, and I knew what they wanted, they wanted endorsement yeah. in a platform that was philanthropic. Yeah, I said, Let's, and we started creating uh, fundraising galas yeah. and events, and then. After a couple of years, we say, OK, let's do our own foundation.
0: So that's really interesting because I was I was going to kind of ask you how, you know, you've kind of le- lent on, I guess, your contacts and... Um, and a lot of people might start without contact so it's quite hard so I guess for you you had a genuine friendship you and Eva anyway so it wasn't you know you, you weren't asking too much of her because you were best friends anyway so you how, so you started to speak to you had clients in the finance world as well did you and did you approach them and ask them do you want to support we're doing this event will you come oh yeah, yeah. you know
1: I, I find I'll, some people ask me um, coming from a small town like yeah. small, Spain and going to Hollywood yeah. and do all these Things, how do you do it? With passion, yeah. truly, and not stopping, not letting anybody stop you yeah. or any preconceived notion that yeah. you cannot do it. You can do it. The only person that stops you from doing it is yourself. Yeah. Nobody else. You can do anything. And dyslexia. I, I'm a Spanish for a small country, you know, a small town. Going to. doesn't matter. I knew that I wanted to do something that was important in my life and other people's life. And you just go and do it.
0: Do you think Uh, you've had that since being a little girl? Like a lot of people have interviewed, they (laughs) say, I always knew I was going to do something big. Have you always had that belief, do you think?
1: No, I don't think so. I think that I always believe in myself because my mom, since we were very little, she said, always be independent, Maria. Yeah. Never depend on anybody. Yeah. Nobody, uh, financially, emotionally, you know, have a true connection to yourself, love yourself first and foremost, and then uh, allow other people to love you the way you want to be loved. And she repeated so many times in my life that I believed it, you know, I believed that I could do anything and I could be anybody that I wanted to. What's your so, mum called? Angeles.
0: Oh, yeah. yeah. So it sounds like she's had a massive influence on oh, you.
1: She was. She was my hero. Really? truly. She every day I think about her. I lost her six years ago, oh. and and I miss her every day. And sometimes when I am in a in in some kind of decision making yeah. in my life I'm like oh, what my mom would say to yeah. me oh she would say go for it girl oh, you know wow. go for it you, the only thing you're going to regret when you go to your uh, dead bed is not to have done it yeah. or uh, have tried it yeah. so just go for it.
0: What do you think when, um, it's funny talking about this, um, because I've been reading a a book called Manifest, which is all about your vision boards, and and people kind of put barriers on themselves where, say, one of my goals, let's say, might be I want to have this five-bedroom house, etc. And I think, oh, but I'll never do it. How how would you advise somebody that's just setting small goals to start believing in themselves like that?
1: But for me, it's not about the end result. You see, it's not like, Uh, For me, the end result is not to be rich or have a mansion. Yeah. For me, it's to be happy in a space that I love. Lovely. Right? So, uh, because sometimes, I mean, I've been uh, very wealthy and I've been very poor. And I tell you, um, I have been the same person. Yeah. But I must say, I was less happy when I was rich. Really? Than when I was financial normal, security. Yeah. Yeah. because you get there and you think everything is, have to be happy. And yes. it's not. It's a very, very lonely place yeah. all the way up there. Wow. Yeah.
0: So you, going back to the foundation, so you were kind of doing these events, but then when did you like officially set it up? Well, 10 years ago, you officially set it up because it's your...
1: 12,012. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 So 20- Twenty. 12, sorry. And how did
0: that happen then? What, what was the process from, you know, going from doing events yeah. to actually setting up the foundation?
1: Well, f- for us, it was, for me and for Eva, for Alina, it was very important to know that the money was going to the projects that we yeah. wanted to support. Yeah. And to be able to have control of that money, you have to have a foundation. Otherwise, you're just giving the money to a third-party foundation. Yeah. And truly, you don't have control yeah. after you give the donation. But for us... We make sure that 100% of the galas that we do are yeah. sponsored. Yeah. Meaning 100% of the money we raise goes to the project. Yeah. That we are putting together. Yeah. Um, so it creates a tangible um, um, feeling of achievement. Yeah. So we have four homes in Delhi, you know, where we we get children. They are begging in the street, and we ask their family member to bring them to our home, and we give them money so they don't have to put them in the street to bed. And then there we give them food, education, medical care, whatever they need. And then eventually we uh, ask the parents or the family member to learn a new profession there that we teach them. And we have a network of hotels and different places that they sell these things that they make. Yeah. So sustainability is very important for yeah. me. And, and then we have an orphanage in Vietnam that we manage for 126 children. Wow. And in Marbella, we have a, a home. It's called Ángeles, Casa Ángeles, yeah. for my mom. Oh. Yeah. Um, and we have 300 children with rare diseases and special needs. Um, we bring doctors from United States and different countries and we teach the local doctor how to do this new therapies. So these are tangible uh, yeah. impact, yeah. and I like to see this. Yeah. You
0: know? yeah. And do you have people running those houses? And Yeah. yeah. Wow. Yeah. So how many is in your
1: team? In my... Uh, well... In my closer team are 18 people, yeah. but in in the whole thing, is about 120. Wow.
0: Yeah. And so you've got a really loyal fam- uh, following, haven't you, of people that oh, come yeah. to... Yeah, yeah.
1: Yeah, we have passionate... I, I call them global gifters, yeah. ambassador yeah. people that they believe in what we do, and they come and get their hands steady. Yeah. They come to our... Uh, new delhi centers and they spend time there they come to marbella they volunteer they see what they uh, are adding to the table it really creates something magical for other people
0: and how have you um, because i I don't know about the other venues but i know that the george Sank where we sat today um they are a, a partner and they don't you know they they give everything for free that they do on the night how have you built that relationship because I mean it's one of the the world's best hotels how have you managed to secure that
1: well uh, this was 10 years ago and it was because we came um, it was the relation here specifically it was the director that was there it was a very philanthropic Gentleman who came to one of our galas in Marbella I said, I want to bring this to Paris yeah. in my hotel. I said, mm, yes, George Sank. Yes, yes. <laughs> yeah, we're <laughs> yes. coming. Yeah. Um, but, uh, you know, it's it helps when you have celebrities. Yeah. The premedia attention to the brand. Yes. In a very clean and, and philanthropic way. You know, all the brands, I want to make sure there's a win-win for everybody. So when I have a sponsor brand, I make sure that it's like a small endorsement with the celebrities that we bring, but they pay a fraction of what we have to pay if they have to actually hire those. Um, those talents yeah. you know so it's a win-win for everybody
0: so how would you advise so obviously I always like to make everything relatable to our listeners yeah so if somebody was organizing their own charity event maybe don't have as, the connections that you've got what would be your advice for them for getting sponsors a venue on board maybe yeah. even get for getting celebrities there what would be your advice
1: um, make sure that you know who you're talking to yeah uh, for example if there's a jewelry company yeah you want to make sure that um, you have people there that potentially can buy the jewelry. Ah. So you you make sure that the benefits that you're giving them are interesting enough for yeah. them to support you. Yeah. And, um, you know, I go always uh, um, the opposite. I go and I say, okay, I need the, this hotel to, yeah. to support it. I need this jewelry company to pay for the production. I need somebody else to pay for Whatever yeah and I go and I say, okay, what do they need those companies They need for the clients to come and have a great time. Yeah. Then I'm gonna have a table where they can invite all the best clients yeah. and have an amazing time. Yeah. They need media exposure. So I'm gonna go to Hello magazine yeah. and I'm gonna say, um, it's this wonderful villa that we can display their yeah. beautiful um, photo shoot. You know, so uh, yeah. you go and you start getting ideas yeah. of how to uh, do the benefits that these companies need. So
0: you're really thinking about, uh, it's not just here's a sponsorship package and this is what it's no. costing. You're trying to
1: Personalize. build.
0: So I guess one of your, um, I think one of the things you put on your profile is you connect the dots. And talking to you now, I can absolutely see what that means, but... I, th- I think I do that a little bit, so I'd love to know what your your view is on that and what you believe it to be
1: well for me, connecting the die comes so naturally because yeah. um, I've been doing it all my life you yeah. know without expecting anything in return yeah. um, and i I just love to see people connecting in a in a deeper way yeah. sometimes in a professional way but I just love when it clicks yeah you know and when you know somebody it's like when you see a friend that you know that friend is going to be amazing for your other friend. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so it's the same thing in the in the professional world and in the philanthropy world. So I connected that between foundations. Yeah. They, they're doing the same thing in different countries and they don't share information. Yeah. So And knowledge is power, and yeah. power saves lives. Yeah. So I like to do that in all the aspects of my life.
0: <laughs> Fascinating. And do you feel that when you do it's something that's come up on the podcast before when you give not expecting to receive yeah. it, you're putting good energy out into the world and then, and then things start to happen anyway. Do you believe oh, in that?
1: Totally. I believe in karma, you know. Yeah. And um and especially after my second life came yeah. I I just wanted to be happy and joy is actually the path that I am in. And if it, it makes me happy to connect people where they can make money, they can make um, network influences. Um, and I don't expect anything back. Yeah. But the universe always conspired to come back to you a thousand times yeah. over. And it's, it's really bizarre. When I, I have done some things for uh, for financial uh, gaming. And, you know, in the end of the day, really didn't work like you expected it's when for me in my yeah. experience huh, I of course it's different for everybody but in my experience when I do it with the kind of heart yeah it just without expecting really anything yeah. just you doing your job and do the best that you can and it's just the universe always compare you to make it work yeah. well
0: amazing so how do you because I've been following you on Instagram and all your businesses and I've heard Eva talk about time management and curating her life around that how how do you do it like I don't
1: well I have to say Eva is a lot better than me (laughs) she does a thousand times more than I do and in less time (laughs) truly I don't know anybody else who can manage her time so productively um, what do it, you
0: think her secret is? Uh,
1: to be a structure. She's very organized. Yeah. She doesn't. She multitask. Yeah. She's driving in the car and she's learning Sankana kind of language. Yeah. Or she's, you know, she's listening to Sankana kind of podcast that's yeah. going to teach her something. Like, she doesn't waste any time. Yeah. She gets up and she has it all plans throughout the day. Yeah. Um, for me, I'm not that structure Um, but I do make um, priorities in my life Uh, for me that's very important if it doesn't bring me joy or doesn't make an impact positive impact in my life or other people's life I don't do it
0: and how, what's your tip for saying no to people because sometimes I'll have people reach out to me and they want a coffee or they want and and you you feel horrible because yeah. you genuinely would love to meet them, but you have to prioritize I can't want to see my mum and dad every week. Yeah. And how do you say no without coming across I think
1: with a loving way and yeah. and, and, and without hurting anybody's yeah. feeling and not say, you know my priority, but it's just said i have other things to do that I need to uh, they are important in my yeah. life you know and um, and if it's true your friend they will yeah. understand
0: yeah and when they is there anything that you've had to sacrifice in terms of to be able to fit it all in are there things that kind of do friendships like what is what what have you had to sacrifice
1: um well yeah, it's hours sleep for yeah. sure, yeah. <laughs> uh, but I don't think I sacrifice anything in my life because everything that I do is with joy. Yeah. Even when I'm tired and I'm grumpy and I, <laughs> you know I'm like, oh, I do have to finish this presentation. Like, I like, but I get to finish this presentation. Yeah. I get to do this. I, I, gratitude, gratitude I it's say, yeah. all about it gratitude yeah. it's like no I'm like oh my god I have to do I have to get up oh no I get to get up yeah. I get to go to travel the world yeah. I, Um, you know so it's a different way of seeing things
0: yeah just a reminder that the best way you can support the show is to subscribe, leave us a five-star rating and a little review for what you think of our show wherever you listen to your podcasts. It only takes a second and may seem like a small thing, but it helps us rank in the podcast charts, find new listeners and reach even more amazing guests. So with your review, you're actually helping to improve the Anything Is Possible show. Um,
1: and even when sometimes my body says okay enough you yeah. need to like now I'm <laughs> yeah, well, <laughs> very like, <laughs> <laughs> like you need to get up and, yeah, yeah. and stay down for a little bit yeah. um but it, it makes me so happy to be here oh. with you and shared with the world that you can do anything you want you truly I'm 55 and I, I have, look
0: amazing by the way I oh, thank but. <laughs> you
1: but you know I I started businesses I age forty five. Uh, even now, fifty. I just yeah. started a new business at fifty and it's exciting yeah. because it keeps you alive, keep you keeps you young. Yeah. You know, to be Uh, excited about something.
0: Another thing that I know about you, and you've you've said that you don't mind sharing is um, sadly you weren't able to have children um, and you did mention before you did try. Um, Are you happy to share that journey with us? Yeah,
1: of course. Um, You know, it was uh, uh, since I was a little girl, I always wanted to have a big family, you know, because I can from that big family yeah. that my mom created <laughs> from yeah. neighbors. Yeah. <laughs> so I, I, I love having people in my house. Yeah. So I always ha- wanted to have children and I couldn't. I, I did in vitro, artificial inseminations. I spent seven years with my second marriage wow. trying to become a mother. Yeah, um, But it wasn't for me. And, and, you know, when you are in that roller coaster of emotion especially when you get hormones in your body you're like you know going up and down emotionally and now I see the purpose of it why did I not have children and the purpose uh, for me it was my path in life to to be able to be the mom of many you know not just few and and I feel very blessed now
0: Yeah, you feel that it was this. And again, we've talked about this on the podcast before, that things can happen to people. And it sounds awful to say, but they almost happen to the strong people that will. I have got a saying, which is make the most of the cards you're dealt. Mm -hmm. And it feels like you've used that to springboard helping so many people. Um, And so we're going to get on to... a a, a more positive topic in a minute, but just want to touch on the fact that um, you, you know, you've experienced grief in the death of your partner, your husband, and obviously not being able to have children. Um, And that's a lot to deal with as as a human. How... Did you deal with it in terms of how did you... I remember listening to somebody that lost her husband once and she said, I can live a whole life when sometimes I don't feel wholehearted. Yeah. I, how, what, what is the thing that you could maybe tell our listeners that you've learned from going through those experiences? Well,
1: at that moment, um, truly, if they would have put me and bury me with him, I would have been so happy. At that <laughs> moment, truly, my yeah. life as I knew it ended. But... Then I had to look inside of me and yeah. find a reason to live. Yeah, You know, it wasn't easy in the beginning. Um, but I, I did a lot of search, search, uh, soul searching. Yeah, yeah. And I had a great uh, support system from my friends and yeah. my family. Yeah. And I remember being in my knees and, and say, why? Why? Yeah why that question, why you have to take him from yeah. me, why? Um, there's no answer. We're all going to die. Yeah. And uh, and that's what I don't take for granted. Yeah. And that's why my life changed, because we all going to die, and we forget that.
0: Yeah, we do.
1: We take it for granted yeah. every day. You breathe in and out, and you are alive, and you're making Choices, thinking that you're going to be here forever. And we're not. Yeah. And the most important is to enjoy yeah. your moment, yeah. to make an impact to those around you in a positive way. So when you're gone, you have left something behind. Then just, yes, you know, um, that person, who yeah. whatever name was, yeah. just make a life um, that is worth living. Yeah. Mm.
0: Well, Maria um, did mention, we've mentioned a few times in the podcast, that she's lived many lives, and everyone knows that anything is possible. We want to empower people to believe anything is possible for them at any age. So, um, you have started a new business, and we have, by magic, your co founder, Nino, has appeared in the room. Um, Please tell us about this new business you founded together. It's so exciting.
1: Well, Nino came into my life because uh, he had a company in in Madrid. There is a e-sport gaming, yeah, and he wanted to benefit a foundation, yeah. So he he was benefiting some other foundation, and then he heard about ours, and he came and said, "I want to help." Yeah, and that's how we started our relationship, and then he started. Telling me about web three and how transparency it is, how um traceability there yeah. is in, in all the movement that you do. I say okay this is a dream come true for yeah. charity. Um, and that's how Nino and I we study our
0: utopian uh, world
1: yeah, um, and he can tell you more about
0: it well before we talk about utopia because I've, um, I've just been over to IMEX, which is our big events industry conference in Vegas and Web3 and Metaverse were all the talk but for those people that know nothing about Web3 can you give like a, a kind of description of what it is
2: yeah, well, I would say, I would make a comparison with Web 1. With yeah. Web 1 would be the bringing of Internet. Web 2 would be the bringing of social media. Yeah. and Web 3 basically is the blockchain. Yeah. So I believe in terms of making it the understanding, no more easy, more usable for everybody. I would say this is just an evolution of the technology we see today. For instance, I mean, no matter what use case you can imagine, you're going to think either on internet or social media. So if you can, whatever you're doing, rather than interacting with someone, rather than, for example, buying something or purchasing something in whatever website, if you go to the next step, what does it mean? It means having like an immersive experience. Yeah. You will be always be able to access through the mobile phone, through your website. So it's going to be actually the same experience, just improved, yeah. evolutionized this technology. But now we come along with a new one, which is the VR. Yeah. And that VR, that you can also mix it like with um, mixed reality, means yeah. that Somebody, for instance, if we are like right now empowering all these cameras that I see here with Web3 technology, probably somebody that it could be with their glasses or with their computer or with their phone could have like a better immersive experience, especially if they do it with the glasses, but even though of actually being here with us and listening to us and actually like seeing us physically. So that mixed reality that you can get through this technology, I think that gives more universality, universality um, even better it just evolution is the technology that we have today
0: Yeah so it's like almost I guess when we started doing hybrid events with like well virtual and then hybrid events it's not just seeing somebody a filming on a screen is it, it's having their headset and then really feeling part of that experience and I think that my first experience with VR many many years ago was actually Virgin flights were activating mm-hmm. at an event and you could put the set on and experience up a class and mm-hmm. one time I was lucky enough to fly it and I, was, I remember thinking this is just like what I saw on the VR headset it's mm-hmm. amazing yes. so um, and metaverse is that three kind of we wouldn't say it's, it's that experience isn't it so the metaverse is your describe the metaverse then to people that wouldn't necessarily understand yeah it.
2: I mean we we can describe the way we see it because I mean I said something new people yeah. nowadays I mean they have different opinions or they have different approaches so we can tell you the way we see it and the way we see it is like that digital space that bridges the gap between the physical and the digital world, yeah. And we always explain that we are we actually already live in a digital world. Yeah. So when you're thinking about that digital space, doesn't need to be different from the one that we live today. Yeah. And the content, especially the content that people are gonna be able to see in that digital space, doesn't even need to differ either. Yeah. So that's why, for example, we focus on experiences like concerts. We focus a lot of like making the Zoom calls even better. Imagine that I can put my glasses. I'm I'm right now in LA, and Maria is in Marbella, and I can yeah. put the glasses and have this this same conversation to her, and actually. Seeing her. Yeah. I mean, right now I'm doing it through Zoom or through FaceTime, right? So yeah. imagine we do it that way. So we focus on a specific use cases such as yeah. that one, such as watching a football game, such as watching a live concert where I can actually be in, in that yeah. same room physically, yeah. you know, so that person that can never travel to whatever the place the concert is now can be able to achieve it so we as i was saying we speak and that's why i give you so many examples because in utopia we're a multiverse for many metaverses so we go for the ad hoc experience and ad hoc use case high-end resolution yeah. each time we need to develop one for a new partner that comes into our world so that way we are understanding technology in a sense that we are actually empowering each use case individually while yeah. we keep on learning, while we keep this technology evolving. So hopefully one day they will all be able to access to one portal, not yeah. to each of them specifically. And then it's when Utopia will be will be launching, definitely.
0: Do you think then everybody, I know Apple are developing a headset, aren't they? But is everybody going to have a headset then in the future, you know, you have your phone and a headset. Do you think that's what will happen?
2: I think that that that's something that might happen. I yeah. mean, um, for example, I mean we all know what happened to, right now with with uh, Meta right yeah, now. Yeah, yeah. I mean they. I mean it reminds me what happened with Macintosh too back in the days. Also yeah. with Steve Jobs, like he put a price that was definitely out of the market. Yeah. So you're not gonna get a billion people if you put a, th- a th- more than a thousand dollar price for yeah. getting that Oculus headset because that's something that cannot be affordable. Yeah. But I mean, I think that, I don't know why that decision was made. And I mean, I have my own opinions, but I couldn't say it right now. Yeah. But I believe that once more players start developing that hardware, yeah. same as Apple, we're really keen on what Apple's have to show in terms of that hardware. They basically tell us that they're going to be normally glasses, normal yeah. glasses like them. And when this keeps evolving, 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 probably in five years from now, it yeah. will be something that everybody should be able to afford. And that's something that same story that happened at, at the beginning. Nobody could, or very few people could afford yeah. uh, a market like this, no? And right now, I mean, it's one of the most sold uh, items yeah. in the U.S. and a specific country. So I think it's just a matter of evolution. And when the hardware keeps evolving, like everybody yeah. will be able to purchase yeah, it.
1: Yeah, it was, you know, I see it like, I remember 10 years ago, they said that you can have a video conference yeah. call. <laughs> Like, what? Yeah. That only happens in the movies. Yeah. Right? And today we can talk and see and and our families in one call. Yeah. Um, It's going to be the same thing. And I don't, uh, I believe the hardware are going to be like glasses. Yeah. Like simple reading glasses. You know, it's going to become more and more. User-friendly yeah. eventually, but one of the things that you know was saying that it's very important when it comes to philanthropy. Yeah, you know, everything that we're doing, we just created the metaverse for Chopra, mm. for Deepak Chopra. So
0: tell everyone. I'm sure everyone knows, but Deepak Chopra is like. The, what do you say? is like the world's most He's known.
1: A, the most inspiration. He's a guru yeah. of meditation. Med- meditation. You know, he they have done. He's the guru of meditation, for sure, but he's also, um, he's he wants to impact 8 billion people with mental health wow. issues. And he's going to do it through Chopraverse, in the metaverse, because most of the teenagers, 20s and 30s, um, every 40 seconds, somebody's killing themselves. Yeah. It's, it's committing suicide is that how uh, how often it is wow, yeah. wow. probably awesome. during these
2: conversations wow oh god really yeah, yeah it, she yeah.
1: chills yeah. yeah so how do you reach a million people with the new technology yeah like, um, the metaverse like uh, the, the web3 -hmm. So,
0: tell us what Chopperverse is going to do because I guess, I suppose, in um, you know, and again at Make Events, we and Anything Is Possible, we talk a lot about um, mental health, therapy. I know that. The psychologist that we interviewed in the last series, he's been able to make his services more widely available since COVID because now he can do Zoom and it means that people don't have to like come out of work and things like that. So how is Chopper going to help with mental health? Is this going to be like experiences where you can do meditation, counselling, like what's going to be involved?
2: Well, I think that the top reverse, the definition is a journey to yourself. Because yeah. I think, as Maria was saying right now, I mean, that's something that everybody needs to take care yeah. of. Like, we all have those mental health Think that we need to take care of ourselves yeah. no? and we are the ones that we can make it happen or make it possible as we also say in utopia yeah so i mean we, we did a perfect match because they had the same feelings of going to each of the individuals because the best way to basically impact a community to get together with the same energy yeah. is if you start by impacting the individuals first so in the top reverse i believe it's like that space to go for everybody and yeah. then it's going to be always very very inclusive where everything will be normal and will like mental health would be one of the main focus that we will have yeah in this sense what we're going to launch first we're launching a, well, the houses Deepak's houses that's the first yeah. thing that we showed yesterday in the gala yeah. and, and also in that oh I know they
0: looked amazing we saw these kind of virtual houses didn't we exactly. where you could go and relax and, yeah yeah
2: there for example you can go to your room and you can have like some courses of how you need to sleep and get into a proper sleep every day, which is something very important. Also when you go to the cooking place, you will be able to learn how to have these healthy meals on a daily basis. basis. Then you go to the meditation area, that meditation area, you can have like a personalized meditation with Deepak that you're going to leave it like if you were there, same thing that people are doing with wet touring going back to our previous conversation, but now immersive. You can wow. do it through your phone, same story, but also through the glasses that that's going to make those meditation and all that good that Deepak, which is like an angel in the air for all of yeah. us, has already done, be eternal. And those are some of the three things that we can say from now, but the rest that we are really, really keen on is that mental health place.
0: That's fascinating. With
2: artificial intelligence, and because that's something it, gonna, that's going to make an impact as well, I yeah. believe.
0: Because I think people find it, I mean, I know I recently, I stopped meditating, and this week, actually, I did because I felt it was something off. Yeah. But it can be quite hard when you're, like, running a business, so, so busy, to do, switch and concentrate on your breath, concentrate on your breath. So I guess, like, things like that will help people get them... Get, get you out of your head almost and, and have time for and yourself. And be a norm.
1: You know, it gives, it gives you tools yeah. to deal with everyday stress.
0: Yeah.
1: And, um, and create that normality of taking five minutes for yourself. Yeah. Breathe it out. Yeah. Um, and to the next thing. But just yes, to have those tools and know how to use yeah. them.
2: I was just gonna add that also is very important in those sense who your master is because yeah. I mean there's so many people that actually like teach in in that sense yeah but none of them are the best sellers of all time like yeah. like Dr Deepak Chopra yeah. is right now so I've I for example I've I've also had my experiences meditating and when when actually you meditate with Deepak and I think. Two days before we were in Ras Al right with, with him, he did yeah. like a prayer meditation of 50 people. People were almost crying of the emotion yeah. they felt yeah. and how, how deep they went thanks to listening Deepak and thanks to being in that area, which was actually amazing. So amazing. I think that is very important, especially nowadays and that what three gifts is transparency. Like yeah. people are, gonna, are not gonna be able to say somebody that they are really not. Yeah. And we're gonna get to that point, even though yeah. it has been something crazy at the beginning, the market is showing us yeah. that it will get to the to the credibility point.
0: I was going to say that word. Do you that know what I? It. I think that is so important because I got on a bit of a bandwagon the other day because um, I talked about OCD before, which is a mental health illness, and somebody had reached out to me who's suffering, and they said I found this woman that's apparently miracle cure, like she can, and I was fuming because i i went on this page and i was like this she's not a qualified psychologist i know with my own journey i went around the houses trying to get help you know a hypnotherapist this or that and it can actually worsen the problem like it can actually make a mental health issue worse so i think if there's you're making now i'm understanding it better you're making like probably what the best in the world accessible to the normal person then i just think that's amazing yes so how so utopia if you had to define what's your kind of purpose brand you know your statement of what you guys are
2: yeah it's i would say building an ethical world is the statement we have that's why we always give back in, in, in our philanthropic component that, that's something that we have in our dna you know and, yeah. and it's very important to us but in terms of making more understandable noise yeah. and more down to to our future developments will be it's a multiverse let's say that yeah. a whole universe where different metaverses exist yeah so I mean we are we are focused on the ad hoc use cases, no? Yeah. For example, you wanna do a shopping experience, we provide it for you. Yeah. You wanna do a well being metaverse, we provide it for you. Yeah. We you wanna do a gaming one, which is the natural transition that everybody yeah. understands. And that was our point, no? Like, yeah. everybody's going into gaming, but they're forgetting about everything else. Yeah. And we need to onboard a billion people here. Yeah. So we need to go to the specific cases that everybody can actually achieve and dream about. Yeah. So no, I, w- I believe that that's what moves our heart, right?
0: How did you decide, so with your philanthropy, how is, how is that going to work for you? Say with the Global Gift Gala, how mm-hmm. is it going to work for you? Oh, it works really well. Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> it works. You know, for, for us, it, it's about making a difference to yeah. the most people possible. Imagine having an education where you can go into uh, a metaverse. Yeah. And you can have the best teachers in the University wow. of Har- Harvard teaching the children in Africa. They can know uh, get th- themselves to wow. America or England or whatever that is, and that's accessibility yeah. without have to be wealthy. Yeah, or, you know, uh, so that is impactful yeah. because you can go to communities they have no in a, a chance to get there. Yeah, if it wasn't because of this kind yeah. of uh, emerge
0: experience and inclusion.
1: Wow. So,
0: so how have you like got your head right? Because I'm trying to learn. I got back from Vegas and said to the team, we're going to do this because for events, I mean, we do corporate events for um, obviously black like global brands, but in the UK mainly. So I guess that will people be able to come to the Global Gift Gala in the metaverse, absolutely, yeah, That's the next one. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah, amazing.
2: And participate, and participate, in participate. Yeah. yeah,
1: yeah, and talk to Eva, yeah, yeah. Right. and talk to Deepa, and yeah. and be also uh, interactive. Oh wow! Yeah.
0: I guess as well. I'm just thinking now. For you know, obviously, children that are poorly that have like their their wish list of things they want to do, but they're in that you know maybe it might be meet Eva or meet a celebrity. I guess you could use. Or, or they wanted to go to Disney and never got there. I guess there's things like that you could do for, for people that are ill as well. Yeah, they
1: cannot travel. Yeah. And
0: um, it, the
1: avatar that we have of yeah. every person that's in that metaverse it's so real. Yeah. It's... Uh, you know, it's everything. Yeah. <laughs> you are talking to to Deepa, like, oh my god! I actually talking yeah. to Deepa in the metaverse. Yeah. It's really amazing.
0: What a mindful And just as well, just I, I know you've got you, you're rushing off in a minute, but just explain very quickly how blockchain NFT is. I mean, I'm still learning about this. How is that part yeah. of it?
2: Yeah, well, I believe that everything that you buy in the metaverse can be backed with a token. Yeah, uh, let me explain myself like. For example, in terms about shopping, that you yeah. mentioned shopping before. <laughs> so imagine that you do like a metaverse shopping yeah. area. Everything that I buy, it's an NFT. Yeah. You can call it an NFT or, for example, in that case, we call it physical back tokens. Yeah. Because, I mean, we, we, we are aware of the negative connotation probably NFTs yeah. has taken. But we are technology supporters. Yeah. If you want to track every single item, this one, this one, whatever you want to yeah. track, you can track it in the blockchain. Yeah. So the day of tomorrow, if I have this avatar, that's how we do it. I mean, yeah. if, well, I'm going to give you something. <laughs> 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 but, but, <laughs> but I mean, yeah, you, you basically can share it. Yeah. Whatever you have, both in the digital and physical world. Yeah. That's why we made that bridge. Uh-huh. And that token can be the ownership. So. Right. From there on, you can apply it to to Anything all the. Yeah. You want. I
0: feel this might be another podcast at <laughs> another <laughs> time when you've got more time. Yeah. Oh, it's just absolutely fascinating, and we have as a business last night committed to being involved with you guys through um, Utopia avatars, that's right,
1: isn't it? You became an utopian. Yes, yeah. So
0: Welcome. I'm so excited to learn more about that. So maybe we will revisit that in, in a few months and, and, you know, for the businesses that listen could hear more about it.
2: In a few months, we will be able to tell you more and yeah. you will see that we've done an innovative way of using this technology that yeah. has never been done in a community that yeah. brings constant value.
0: Yeah.
2: And I mean, that's everything we can say for now. And in two months, yeah. we, will, we will discuss about it freely.
0: Yeah, okay. <laughs> Um, is there anything you want to add to get out there to the listeners about it before we close the podcast? If you
2: allow me, for Maria, in yeah. terms of Maria, uh, I mean, when when we met, no, that yeah. I was the one I can say the 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 foundation that we were working with was UNICEF at that time. Ah, no? okay, yeah. But I mean, because I re- I mean I respect foundations know that have that, that track record yeah. and amazing like for example Maria that has over 10 years is something amazing yeah. and and actually when I saw the foundation and I saw her energy and everything she does know so I was like I mean this is this is pure love and this is love yeah. and joy that needs to be seen in the world yeah. how do you see that because I mean when I got inside I saw how she was destined every single fund yeah. that specific project to help that specific children and those like impacts that she was making. Right at the time, was not as easy to see yeah. as now that we're doing with Web3 technology. Yeah. So that's why, I mean, apart from like destiny and all my energy also to her mission, because I, I fell in love <laughs> the first time, I think that how we're going to do it now with that transparency where everybody will see everything that yeah. we we'll do is going to also make a significant change and impact also in the philanthropic world and the old ethical that is utopian and everything we bring.
0: So. Amazing, <laughs> um, and you mentioned last night at the gala, um, and I loved it. I wrote it down. Um, you mentioned the word philanthropist. Philanthropist. <laughs> <said it>. That's <laughs> her
2: word. That's <laughs> her word.
0: <laughs> and I, I loved it. So, what? What? In your eyes, what is that? Tell us what that is, because that will inspire well, people. That was uh, I. I
1: said that word like fifteen years ago. 20 yeah. years ago, and I actually have the website for it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Do you? I say I am a philanthropist. Yeah, because. I'm an entrepreneur and I'm, I'm a philanthropist, yeah. but the way that I do my business, every single thing in my life, it has um, an end result that goes to give back yeah. to some kind of charity, yeah. some kind of community. So I just, when somebody says, what do you do? I say, I'm a philanthropist."
0: Yeah. I love it. That's cool. a, a new, I don't think people in the UK haven't heard that. So I'm, I'm really <laughs> pleased to share that. And um, Nino, you mentioned before, I think one of your, something that you say for Utopia is make it possible. Is that exactly, what you say? Yeah. So this podcast is called Anything is Possible. Okay. Um, so firstly, you, Nino, what's your, what would be your um, description of what does Anything is Possible mean to you? I believe
2: that that's basically a mentality that needs to have everybody inside their own selves. And I think that is a message that we really and I'm so happy that this is the name because that's a message that we definitely need to empower everybody. Yeah. Like right now, for example, even in mental health, like if you're suffering from that, which is totally fine. Yeah. I mean, we can help you. I can help you. She can help you. He can help you. But if you don't help yourself, you are the one responsible of making it possible. Yeah. So, I mean, that applies to every single thing. I mean, and that's what what we truly believe about moving by possibilities and not by ideas. Because if you th- really believe in what you're doing, you really want to make it happen, yeah. I mean, there's nothing that cannot be achievable. Yeah. And Maria is the true proof, in my opinion, of that. Yeah, yeah. That's the, our brand, that's our identity, and that's the message that we want to empower everybody. Hey, you're yeah. not alone, we're always here for you, and we, we this is the message that we want to give you. So, okay, let's do it together. Help. Put the effort in yourself to then align that energy that you're getting and that effort that you're doing, because we all make that effort every single day, all of us, no matter where we are. Yeah. And that's something normal. Yeah. So do it. Do it for yourself. Do it for everybody. But do it for yourself first, yeah. and then we're here for you. And together, we will all be able to make it.
0: Wow. And Maria, what about you? What does Anything Is Possible mean to you? It means that your
1: dreams can come true, honestly. Dream it. But dream it big, dreaming in a way that you it will be a dream come yeah. true because it's possible.
0: Well, I said that today about being here today. Yeah. Genuinely, like I just want to say to end the podcast, and I'm sure you know you'll probably agree. I watched you in that room last night, Maria, at the gala, and you literally exude kindness and happiness and it was so genuine you were so excited and enthusiastic and I don't know how many of these events you've done (laughs) and so just like a normal person like I came up to you and tapped you on the shoulder and you gave me a massive hug Mm. and for you honestly like to spare the time we're you know a a new podcast you know um and for you to be here and spend this time when you've been so busy I genuinely can't thank you enough um but I hope and I feel that um especially with getting involved with Utopia as well Mm. I really hope that we will see you again and work with you again because you both are just so inspiring
1: we appreciate you so much what you do is so important and don't take you know the credit what you're doing is so important.
0: Thank you, are you going to make me dream big for anything (laughs) that's possible as well? So anyway, I'm going to let you jet off to where you're jetting off to. Thank you so much for your time today. Guys, give Utopia a follow on Instagram, we'll share everything. And Twitter. And Twitter, Twitter. we'll share all the notes. Um, Follow anything Is possible on YouTube, Spotify and Apple, Um, and we look forward to seeing you soon. Thank you. Thank you very much. (laughs)
1: Thank you.
0: Just a reminder that the best way you can support the show is to subscribe, leave us a five-star rating and a little review for what you think of our show wherever you listen to your podcast. It only takes a second and may seem like a small thing, but it helps us rank in the podcast charts, find new listeners and reach even more amazing guests. So with your review, you're actually helping to improve the Anything Is Possible show. <music>